Welcome to the Future of Everything podcast with world-renowned futurist and best-selling author, Nick Webb. In this episode, Nick will share the big future trends that are impacting your organization in the areas of innovation, emerging technologies, leadership, and the rapidly changing workplace. Get ready to see the future. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Webb. Hi, this is Nick Webb, and welcome to another episode of The Nick Webb Show. Well, here we are at episode 12, which is the 12th tip of the 24 tips for 2024 to run a superstar organization. Now, by way of review, we started out by talking about in episode one, the importance of getting clear, because clarity in a time of hyper confusion is the superpower of the best leaders and the best organizations. Then we talked about something that, well, frankly, may not be quite as obvious, and that is the importance of enterprise happiness. In fact, the importance of building a formal happiness strategy. Sounds crazy, but it's critical for your success in 2024. Then in episode three, we talked about understanding your marketscape that goes beyond understanding the marketplace. Episode four, we touched on the importance of clarity in understanding your organizational culture. Then we moved on to embracing self-awareness, something that all leaders really need to work on. I know I struggle with it all the time to really pay attention to the impact and the way in which I serve others. On our post number six, I talked about cultivating a data-driven organization because we have the opportunity to be far more surgical and programmatic in the decisions that we make. In episode seven, tip number seven, we talked about the success tips for 2024 in the way in which we leverage collaborative ideation. In other words, the way in which we collaborate with with customers, employees, and partners to drive world-class solutions and improve human experiences. Then we talked about the incredible importance of building HX innovation within your organization, which is how we enhance employee experience and employee well-being. This is so important, and I'll be talking a lot about it in my podcast. Then, of course, we transitioned into tip nine, episode nine, and that is the importance of getting fast, fluid, and flexible. We need to be agile in a time of craziness. We need to be on our toes and ready to make moves in a time of rapidly changing marketplaces. In episode 10, we talked about the importance of investing in cybersecurity. And then in episode 11, the last episode, we talked about how to evolve remote work policies to make remote, hybrid, or return to office strategies work. All right, there you go. Now, today we're going to talk about tip 11, that is tip 12, and that is really the importance of having diversity in terms of your revenue streams. In in my consulting work, uh, I have the opportunity to work with midsize to very large enterprises. And you would think that a large enterprise that has a lot of momentum and locomotion in terms of predictable revenue, you really wouldn't need to spend a lot of time worrying about diversifying your, your revenue. And of course, we always think about what are other ways in which we can bring in additional revenue pipelines. But now, now <laughs> we have to obsess over this. We truly do. Because I have had clients that overnight, uh, through disruptive changes from AI and other market trends, uh, essentially made their core products significantly less relevant. 
And I could literally do four hours of why Dish Network is being displaced by Hulu and why, you know, the list goes on and on, right? There's so many examples of digital and marketplace disruption that it's really, really important from a protected, from a protective perspective and a preventative perspective that we make sure that we got other revenues going in the event one of our core revenue streams is tampered with. Not only that, as the previous uh, owner and uh, CEO of Tyson Foods once said, you either expand or you expire. And there's a lot of truth to that. If we're not growing our organizations, we're going backwards. So here are four things I would like you to consider as you think about the idea of really making certain that you've bolstered your current revenue pipeline and pipelines, while also really building out institutionalization around finding ways uh, to identify new revenue streams. Now, that means that this has to be a priority. And I like to see this live inside of a center for innovation. And I like to see this happen in a way that the the chief innovation officer is reporting directly to the CEO and or board because they need the authority and the permission to do the things that they need to do because this is ultimately an innovation activity. Even if it's identifying new partnerships, it's still about innovation. So when we think about new revenue, this is an innovation activity. It should typically live within uh, a center for innovation or within a chief marketing officer or a chief revenue officer. I like to see it as a multidisciplinary team that is put together with a 12 to 24 month charter uh, to, to do this stuff in the event they don't have that within the charter of a center for innovation. Now, if you're a smaller company or even an entrepreneur, manure, this stuff still applies. You don't need to create the bureaucracy around it, but you still need to say, hey, what can I do? And how can I follow these tips that Nick's about to give me to be able to find new revenue in my organization? Now, remember, everything that we do is in the service of others. Everything that we do is in the service of others. So I hate, and somebody's talking about revenue, 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 because I feel so, it's like it's so money centric, right? But remember that everything that we do, if we're a great organization, and you are, if you're listening to this podcast, is really in the service of others. So when we create new revenue streams, we're delivering value to more human beings. I think that's beautiful. So this isn't just about, you know, trying to bring in more cash for the company. This is about how can we reach out and and serve more people? How can we deliver additional value to customers that we already have the honor to serve? So this has to be really from a perspective of humanism and and it has to be about people and about value because if you're going into this initiative with the idea just to bring in cash for the company i don't know it doesn't tend to work out very well okay so here are my tips number one get data-driven insights. You know, through data mining and through a wide range of new technologies, we can really start to trend map where there are opportunities that orbit our core business, right? So if we are a vacuum-form manufacturing company that makes jacuzzis, maybe we should start seeing about what are the kinds of technologies are manufactured using the same methodologies that we use, and do we have the ability to deliver those products with labor layered and dynamic value. In other words, better than what's significantly better than what's in the current baseline. 
Um, so that's one way, taking a look at synergistic manufacturing through data-driven insights. You can also, if you're in the service business, um, you can look and find out what other things orbit our business that we can provide real value to that's differentiated, that's dynamic, meaning it always gets better, that's layered, that means that it's more than one value. And when we do that, we get to win. So you have to start with all innovation requires a target. What do we want to do with innovation? Well, we want innovation to be used to find new revenue streams. So what does that look like? We're going to use this data mining model or this data analytic tool. And we're also going to look at our own internal captive data to find out where there are opportunities to do more of what's working. I recently worked for a mid-sized company that uh, manufactured products for the restaurant equipment. And they were really surprised once we started looking at their data that they were putting a lot of their emphasis on technologies that were really obsolete, whereas technologies that were emerging, they were not adding new value to those technologies. We fixed that and it worked really, really well. So be um, a data-driven leader. Use data-driven insights to find where there might be some small signal data or even collaborative aggregated data that we can find opportunities to create more new stuff, okay? So data-driven insights is critical. The other thing that's really exciting, we're starting to see this become far more expansive with the concept of collabs. And collabs are when brands work together to co-brand a product or a service. And uh, it's a situation often where one plus one equals a thousand. So what kinds of strategic partnerships can you build where you create a collective new product or service offering by collaborating with another company? And sometimes this can even be a competitor. The other thing that you can do is, and I do it in my own in my own practice, I do a lot of management consulting. And because of that, I have the opportunity to recommend law firms. I have the opportunity to recommend a wide range of different service providers. So I have developed strategic alliances with the best-in-class providers saying, hey, we do really, really good work. You guys do really, really good work. <clears throat> if I send you opportunities, would you consider sending me opportunities. In fact, I've done this so successfully that I've done this without any kind of formal agreement and they work with mathematical certainty. The key is you have to deliver exquisite value so that everything that you do for you, the person that's referred you is you know exquisite and they're very happy to be partnering with you. So strategic partnerships have many, many different um, manifestations and so I would suggest you take a look at all of the incredible opportunities within strategic partnerships. The other issue is, is that we think that we are digitally transformed. We really believe that because we have a website and we have a social media account and because we post on social channels um, and we may use some other digital form of omni-channel marketing, that we're digital geniuses. But, you know, the truth of the matter is what we have found is the overwhelming majority of organizations are not using a digital transformation in a way that really provides the maximal value. Now, it's going to be in another podcast, so I won't go into it in much detail, but there are really four ways in which organizations make money. They make money from the efforts of marketing, which is where they spend about 100% of their efforts. Then they make most of their money, if they're good, from customers that refer you to other customers. In fact, that should be as much as 60 to 70% of your business. And then, of course, we make money from customers who love us and want to stay with us. 
And then lastly, we make money from avoiding people not wanting to do business. And I call that digital dis, digital deflection because somebody Googles us, if we don't have an exquisite reputation, then we lose that opportunity. We use almost all of our digital transformation mojo for marketing. In other words, getting the customer. But we spend almost no digital transformation capital on attraction, on retention, on customer promotion, the, the way in which we give them such <clears throat> amazing experiences that they absolutely become evangelists. And we spend almost no money in avoiding the challenges with uh, deflection. And it's really interesting. We've started to use a new technology. Well, sort of new. I've been using it for 10 years uh, called uh, netnographic analysis, where we take a look at the social ether of what people talk about. And it's incredible to find out how much you can learn about what people hate about you by using these tools. And you go, well, if they hate that, I'm going to fix it, right? And when I fix it, then I'll get better reviews. And when I get better reviews, I'll make a lot more money. So digital transformation is not just for the getting of the customer. It's for the retention. It's to turn a customer into a promoter or really more importantly, an evangelist. And it's to avoid digital deflection. Use digital transformation beyond just the getting of the customer. Now, also, you can use digital transformation, of course, to automate and to eliminate, which can increase efficiencies, improve transparency, reduce customer friction. There's so much we can do there. So as you look at digital transformation, look at it holistically. All right, I'm almost out of time. The last one is, and it's so important, is we have to have an innovation focus. You know, I've been a management consultant in the area of innovation for three decades. Three decades, I have been telling people to put innovation forward. I've written several best-selling books. I've served as a chief innovation officer. I've built centers for innovations for universities and major, major multi-billion-dollar companies. And I can tell you that you don't have to be a large company. You don't have to be super sophisticated. All you need to do is realize that your customer experience, your marketing, your enterprise, everything about your organizational success is in in fact, an innovation activity. In fact, we now have this new body of work we call enterprise innovation. That has to begin with a commitment, an innovation focus. Innovation is the process of active observation, of identifying ways to add layered and dynamic value that serves your customer and your organization. When you do that, everything gets better. Cost drop, Revenues increase, profitability increases, you create happy cultures for both your employees and the amazing customers that you serve. I recommend if you don't already. Now, here's the other thing to keep in mind. So many people believe that innovation is about inventing bright, shiny objects. And yeah, that's true. It is about the way in which we do R&D and product development and so on. But today, most of what we're really going to be doing is inventing new ways of doing our business. We're going to invent new ways to deliver products. We're going to invent ways to reduce friction. We're going to invent ways to connect to more customers. So enterprise innovation takes the black box of innovation and it applies it to everything that you want to do within your organization to succeed. Develop an innovation focus. So there you go. Those are my tips for creating diversity in revenue screen, uh, streams. So we want to be data-driven. we got to get data-driven insights. We have to be a data-driven leader. 
We have to identify strategic alliances and partnerships. We have to go way beyond where we probably currently are in terms of digital transformation. And ultimately, ultimately, we need to become an innovation-focused organization. There you go. I'm at my 15-minute mark. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. And please, if you like what you're hearing, you know, I can't continue to do this and take the time if I don't get the, the impact that I need. So please help me find more listeners that could benefit from what I'm doing here. I don't sell anything on my podcast. I just provide value. And if you could share what I'm doing with others, I would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. And please don't forget to subscribe if you're not already subscribed. Thanks again. And until then. You have been listening to the Future of Everything podcast with bestselling author and keynote speaker, Nick Webb. To continue getting hard-hitting, powerful insights, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. To learn more about Nick's consulting or speaking services, please visit Nick's website at nickweb.com.